0: Welcome back, everybody. So I am so glad uh, to see so many people here. It's great. It's great to see faces. So, uh, and for those watching online, we are glad that you are with us as well. Uh, write something in the comments if you're watching online so we know who is with us. For those watching online, we also have drive-through uh, communion in the portico from 5 to 6, if you would like to join us for that. Um, Want to let everybody know we have an Ash Wednesday service uh, this Wednesday, um, and I'm inviting the youth to come early at 5.30 to visit with each other before the, the service. It's going to be a little different this year, isn't it, Pastor Sam? Uh, we're not going to be actually placing the ashes on your forehead, but we are going to have a service in here, and it's going to be great. We look forward to seeing you. Um, if you don't have one of these yet, these are really cool. We have some yard signs that let the health care workers in our community know that we love them, uh, that we care for them. So if you want one of these, we have those out here. Uh, You're free to have one. Um, You'll notice also there's some signs out here with sticky notes on them. These are really cool. Um, Our missions team is going to be feeding the workers uh, and ICU ERs at both hospitals uh, in our area. So you can uh, get a sticky note and you can write your own little note on there to let them know how much you love and care for them. Our sticky notes are up here on this front pew. You can do that after the service. I have a lot of announcements today because we have so much going on. Uh, Our Sumatanga uh, Workday yesterday, we had over 40 people volunteer, which is amazing. Uh, We had to cancel due to weather, but we are going to reschedule for a beautiful day. And thank you for everyone that signed up. Uh, Lastly, we have a rose on the altar so we can celebrate another baby being born into the life of the church, Alyssa Arlette Garcia. So we want to congratulate the Garcia family, and the rose was given by the ELC. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful to have people here with us this morning in person and online. God, we are thankful. Right now, we pray that you'll calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning as we worship together, I invite you to stand as we sing him 384,
1: Love Divine, All Love's Excelling.
2: Seated, and I want to add my welcome and good morning to Pastor Andy's, and say how glad I am to see you. Um, our children right now are going to go to children's church. I, it was such a joy to see them. Miss Catherine's going to take them to children's church now. This morning in the early service when they when they gathered down there, they were just jumping up and down like that. So we're so happy to see each other. That's the way I feel about seeing you today. I feel like jumping up and down like that. And um, so I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Worshipping with us at home, um, we, we love you. We are connected to you. And, you know, as you write something in comments, as Pastor Andy was saying, uh, take a little selfie of, of yourself worshiping in your pajamas on the couch or something like that and, and, and put it up there so we could see you. We miss seeing you, and we look forward to the day when we can all get together and, and, not, and not have to be so worried about things. But well, we, we do things the way we do them because we love you, and we want, we're wanting to keep everybody as safe as we can you're here in the sanctuary today. You can place your offering in the, the plates by the entrances. You can always give online, or you can always give by text to giving. Go to our website or to our app, and that'll show you how to do that. Also, I Also, want to remind you that we want to pray for you for whatever your needs are. If you'll send us your prayer requests, we have a prayer team that meets online and, and prays. Those prayers still make it to God, I promise you. And we pray for for one another. We are uh, working on another project. Our mission team has been super busy this year. And if you have um, time today and and you're here, you could put a little sticky note on these these, uh, poster boards up front. Our missions team is gonna feed the ICU workers at both hospitals uh, just as a way to say we love you, okay? Uh, I'm thankful for you, and I love you, and thank you for supporting your church. Continue to do so. Let's pray. God, it's a blessing to be able to worship together today. We thank you for being worthy of our praise, for being such a good, good God, and for all of your blessings upon us. We're grateful. As our hearts overflow with gratitude Uh, We want to give. We want to give our our lives to you. We want to give our tithes and offerings to you, and we want to give our service to you to be your hands and feet and to love others and to love you in the process of doing that. Teach us to pray now the prayer that you taught your disciples, O Lord, when you prayed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, J.T. and Benny and Rhonda for our music today. It's always such a special part of worship here at Gatson First United Methodist Church. Today's a special Sunday. It's Communion Sunday. And if you, uh, as you came in, did not receive one of these kind of self-contained communion elements, then if you will uh, raise your hand or something, we'll make sure that an usher gets, gets one to you. And if you're worshiping with us at home, then... Go and get whatever you have on hand. It's not. Uh, it's not exactly. It doesn't have to be Welch's grape juice, as we good Methodists use. Whatever you have on hand, um, you can be a part of our service today. And if you want to be served communion, if you'll come through the drive-through at the portico, we're going to have drive-through com- communion uh, this afternoon from five to six. And we we just want to share this with you. It's a special Sunday. It's Valentine's Day, so we love you. We want to remind you that you are loved. Even on the days that you feel unlovable, you're still loved. God is still with you. Even on the days that you feel lonely, God is with you and you are loved. And you're worth it. I want you to know that today. It's also Transfiguration Sunday. So we're going to read the story of the Transfiguration from Mark chapter 9. The Gospel of Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9 today. Six days later... As they were coming down from the mountain, he ordered them not to to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I wasn't here with you last Sunday, but I hope that you had a chance to watch the Super Bowl last Sunday night. I don't know, Pastor Andy, uh, thank you for preaching for us. Tammy and I were out of town. And the Super Bowl, we watched the Super Bowl even though we were out of town. You may not be into football, it may be not your thing, but even if you're not a big football fan, and I'll just confess to you, it would be my preference for the Green Bay Packers to, to win the Super Bowl every year, but that just doesn't happen. So, um, but even if you're not a big football fan, it was a, Super Bowl 55 was one for the record book. It was particularly awesome if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And if you're a Tom Brady fan, then hats off to you because that's the record breaking part of it. Tampa Bay became the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own home stadium. And of course, the first one to win in their own home stadium. So congrats to them. But Tom Brady was the one that really had a night. I mean, my goodness, he broke all kinds of records. It was the record for the most Super Bowl appearances by a quarterback, the most Super Bowl wins, most Super Bowl MVPs, the most passing attempts, most passing yards, most touchdown passes. My favorite is that he was the oldest, at the ripe old age of 43, the oldest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, he had more records than that, and I could go on, but again... I'm a disappointed Green Bay Packers fan. And uh, you know something else they had at Super Bowl 55? They had a streaker. Are you kidding me? They had a streaker. Did, well, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. We talked about it at staff meeting, didn't we, Pastor Andy? And so I went back to look to see what the... Well, okay, let me set the record straight. He wasn't really a streaker. I mean, I grew up in the 70s, and I think we pretty much invented streaking. And uh, this guy on had a pair of shorts and some kind of uh, pink bathing suit top or something like that, so he wasn't really a streaker. Um, that's not really streaking. So children, do not try this at home. Youth, do not try this If my college-age children are listening, do not try this. For one thing, the weather is just too cold to be doing this mess. But streaking is like no clothes at all, maybe a ski mask. At all. I mean, you know, wear your mask anyway. But that's really streaking. And when I was in seminary, there was it was just kind of a crazy time. But there was a guy at Emory University that was into streaking. I don't think they ever caught him, but he he did, I mean, he was like sans clothes except with a ski mask on. And he would streak, and we would hear, oh, the streaker was out today. One day, he came running through the, the quad at the School of Theology, and he had—he was streaking. He had his sign that said, God is naked. Why aren't you? And away he ran through there. And, and we were all talking about it. We went to our Old Testament class that day. And we were all joking about the streaker carrying the sign, God is naked, why aren't you? And the Old Testament professor came in. I never, I never forget this guy. He looked kind of like Einstein. And he came in and he said, what is everybody laughing about? And we said, oh, the streaker came through. He had a sign that said, God is naked, why aren't you? And this teacher, being the wise teacher that he is, took this as a teachable moment. And he said, well... Is God naked? And so we had this whole discussion about whether or not God was naked. And, and then we looked at him and we said, what do you think? And he said, well, let me just quote the Psalms because he was an Old Testament professor. He read Psalms 104 verses 1 and 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, wrapped in light. As with a garment. So God is clothed, but He's clothed in honor and majesty. God is wrapped up in light. But more than that, first John 4 5 says that this is the message which we have heard and we have passed on to you, that God is God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. In the same book, 1 John in chapter 4, it says that God is love. So God is light and God is love. God is wrapped up, clothed in light and love, and that is the glory and the majesty of God. So, if you're out there, whoever you are, Emory University streaker, you're wrong on so many in so many ways you're wrong, right? Because God is clothed. God is clothed in light and in love. And in addition to that, God is the source of light and the source of love. Love comes from God, 1 John 4, 7 tells us, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And from the very beginning, from the very beginning of this book, Genesis chapter 1, it says that God spoke into the darkness and into the void. And remember what God said? Let there be light. And there was light. And then if we go all the way to the end of this book in Revelation chapter 21. And we read the dazzling description of where the saints of God are going to live forever with God in the new Jerusalem. It says that there's not going to be any need for light in the new Jerusalem. There won't be any need for even the sun and the moon to shine because God is going to light everything up and the Lamb of God is going to be the light. God is clothed in light and is the source of light, is wrapped in love and is the source of love. And something else that is tremendous to think about on Valentine's Day and on Transfiguration Sunday is that being in the presence of God adds light and love to whomever is in God's presence. Do you remember the story back in Exodus chapter 34 and if, if you're doing the read through the Bible in a year thing, then you're probably you probably just read this, Exodus chapter 34, when Moses goes up on the mountain to talk with God. And he goes up there to also get a second set of Ten Commandments because he had to break the, the first set. But he's up there on the mountain talking with God and getting a new set of Ten Commandments. And he comes down off of the mountain. And Moses doesn't realize this, but Moses is actually shining, just radiating the glory of God. Just shining, right? Right. And he's shining to such an extent that it kind of freaks everybody out. They're kind of scared that he's shining so much. And so Moses ends up putting a veil over his face just to keep everyone from being so weirded out that he's shining on them. And he's shining on them because he's been in God's presence up on the mountain. Uh, And we are, as we read... Mark chapter 9 today, we are meant to let our minds go back to Moses on the mountain, right? Because when Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up there, guess who he hangs out with? He hangs out with Moses and Elijah. They're up on the mountain experiencing the presence of God, shining, shining. Ascending the the mountain in the Bible is a lot of times represents just just being close to God and being willing to hear from God. So they're up there and it's like instead of a veil being put over Jesus, it's like a veil was lifted off of Jesus and the light and the love of God shone and radiated out of Jesus to the point that it was just amazing and transformative as Jesus was transfigured. Peter didn't know what to say, he was blown away. But here's the, here's the reason why I identify, I identify with Peter. He didn't know what to say, but that didn't stop him from saying something. <laughs> he didn't know what to say, but he said something anyway, and he ended up saying kind of the wrong thing. He said, Lord, it's amazing that we're here, which it, it was, but he said, let's build three booths, right? Three huts to kind of capture this radiant moment. And keep it inside of this little hut. And while he is expressing his idea, he gets shushed by God. The voice of God comes from heaven and says, Peter, shh, be quiet. This is my son, the beloved. I want you to listen to him. Listen to him. Remember, God is the source of light and and, and love. And God is saying, now, this is light and this is love in the flesh right before you, shining out before you. Just be quiet and listen to him. Just experience the source of light and love that's right there with you. Spend time in his presence in the presence of light and love. And I promise, I promise you'll be transformed. So let me ask you, let me ask you, worshiping with us at home, wherever you are, where do you spend your time in the presence of God? It doesn't have to to be up on a mountain. It'd be kinda cool if it is up on a mountain. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool to, to sit on the beach and look at that ocean, you know, or to sit on the end of your dock by the river or to take a walk in the woods or maybe just to sit in your favorite chair by the window and experience the presence of God. Where do you, where do you take time to talk with him and, and listen to him? And in the process, let him transform you from the inside out. That's my my prayer this Transfiguration Sunday as we go into the season of Lent. I have have three blessings that I want to offer for you today. and One is this. May we all let the light and love of Christ transform us. That means spending time in his presence. and you know what? Everybody's busy. You might even be busy uh, loafing, as my dad used to say. I'm just loafing today. You might be busy loafing. Everybody's busy. But take time intentionally to spend time with the Lord and let the light and love of Christ transform you. This coming Wednesday, we're going to have an Ash Wednesday service at 6 o'clock. And if you can come and be with us, instead of uh, gathering shoulder to shoulder at the altar and and having um, Pastor Andy or myself put the ashes and the oil on your forehead, you're going to, it'll be kind of like communion. You'll receive a little, you'll have a little black sticker when you get here. And we'll ask you to put your own black sticker on there. And you know what? It's not ashes from last year's Palm Sunday. It's not anointing oil. I, I know, I know that. But it's a reminder, okay? Ash Wednesday's a reminder that we are made of dust and, and we need to repent and turn to God. So during these 40 days of Lent that we'll start this coming Wednesday, would you be willing to commit to whatever else you do, if, you, if you're going to give up something or take up something, to take up some time, just spending with the Lord. Maybe it's just that you turn the music off when you're in your car or, or maybe it should get up a little bit earlier or you go to bed a little bit later or you take a few minutes at your lunch hour to spend time in the presence of God and it will transform you. The second blessing is this. May we let the light and love of Christ be our guide. We all need guidance, don't we? Uh, Many, many days, I think. Oh, which way do I go now? What, what am I going to do? I really love the story uh, about the astronaut Jim Lovell. He was, Jim Lovell was one of the ones that was on Apollo 13. Okay, Apollo 13, they didn't make it to the moon, but the fact that they made it back home alive was a miraculous thing. I mean, and, and it made for a pretty good movie, too, I have to say. But Jim Lovell, for a while on Apollo 13, knew what it was like to kind of be lost in space. But he had some experience with that prior to Apollo 13. I read a story about when he was a Navy pilot, before he ever was an astronaut, when he was a Navy pilot, he was on a routine night flight. uh, And while he was out over the ocean, all of his navigational systems went out on him. And he was there in his jet, hung between the heaven and the deep blue sea at night, with no navigation system at all. And rather than, than, than panic, he instead he kind of leaned into the darkness, and he turned off all of his cockpit lights, and he just looked out into the blackness of the sea in front of him, knowing. What he was going to see because pretty soon sure enough he saw a a glowing up ahead and the glowing was created by the churning of the sea in the wake of this giant aircraft carrier it churned up these little tiny itty bitty bioluminescent creatures pulled from the depths of the sea up to the surface in the frothy water and it it made like a, a lighted glowing way to the aircraft carrier and that's how he found his way back home by following the light. Well, what if we let the light of Christ show us a way? Because if there's ever a time that we need guidance, if there's ever a time of darkness that we need some light to shine, it's now, right? So when we don't know which way to go, when, when we're not sure what to do, we're not sure what to say or whether to say or do anything, when it looks like it's most dark, what if we let the light and the love of Christ guide our way? What if we look for the thing that looks most like the light and love of Christ and head in that direction? We'll always be going the right way if we go in that direction. And then the third blessing is this, may we let our light shine because Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on the hill can't be hidden. Don't hide your light under a bushel basket. Let it shine. Let your, shine, your light shine before others, Jesus said, so that they can see your and give glory to your Father in heaven. So here's how it works. As we are transformed by the light and the love of Christ, we go out into a dark world and we let our light shine into that dark world. Now, I don't know if that sounds complicated to you, but it's really not. It's really not. How, how is it that we let our little light shine? It doesn't require... Uh, a degree in rocket science, or even a degree in theology. It just means we take our little ordinary deeds, our little ordinary words, and we add love to them. We add love to them. And when we do that, it's life-changing. It's transformative. You know what? You can take an ordinary meal, and you add love to it, and it can touch somebody's heart, can't it? You, you can take a, an ordinary little note or a little card. Um, if it's done so in love, it becomes life-changing. It, it, it changes us and it changes the person that receives it. When you take a, an ordinary song and you sing it with love, it can transform. So ordinary you and ordinary me in the course of our regular day, we can add love to whatever we do. We can add love to whatever we do. And by doing that, we'll let our light shine through, even through our brokenness. The light comes out through the broken parts and transformation happens. And God will get praised for it. I don't really think that Peter, James, and John expected to be changed when they went up on the mountain with Jesus that day. They're just following Jesus like every day. And they went up on the mountain. That wasn't all that unusual. But that ordinary day became life-changing. They didn't understand what was going on. But I'm convinced that they were different when they came back down that mountain. And today, even as we worship, we don't fully understand the mystery of of the sacrament of Holy Communion, how this ordinary bread and this ordinary cup becomes something more than that, becomes a tangible representation of the love and the light of Christ. We can't fully understand that, but that doesn't mean we can't be transformed by it, transformed by his love. Let's pray. Lord, on this day that we celebrate love, this day that we remember how much you love us, we remember that by celebrating this sacrament of Holy Communion together. And so, Lord, for the one who's struggling today, who feels unlovable, let this be a tangible sign of how much you love them. For the one that's not sure that you're with them, let this be a tangible representation that you are with them and that they are in you and that you are in them. And Lord, may this be a reminder that we can all be transformed to shine our lights into a dark world. In Jesus' name, amen. Follow along with us uh, at, and at home as we, uh, as we observe the liturgy of service of word and table to
0: all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, God. we confess that we have have not loved you with with our whole heart. heart. We have failed failed
2: to be 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 your obedient church. church. We have have not not done done your will. will. We have broken broken your law. law. We have have rebelled rebelled against against your love. love. We have have not not loved our neighbors. neighbors. We We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive Forgive us, us, we pray. pray. Free us us for joyful joyful obedience Obedience. through Through Jesus Christ, Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven.
2: In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Now we continue with the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. If you will take your your elements this time, and the very top layer is what you peel off to find the wafer. The blood of Christ shed for you. And now will you receive this benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all, now and forever. Amen.